then students were so excited about what was happening because people were coming to Christ and people were repenting and they were getting free of junk. They were getting free of sin and shame and, you know, anxiety and depression and just very quietly, just very quietly. And there was something special happening right there with that small group. So a couple of students would leave. And in the in the basement of our chapel, we have classrooms. Mm-hmm. And so there were classes going on. And there were certain students that were running down those halls, just opening the doors to classroom, classes going on saying, you all, I think revival's starting upstairs. And wow. so students, I just have, I have chills as, that, as I say that, but students started kind of coming out of their classrooms, really just one by one. It wasn't a massive onslaught into the chapel. The Profile with Premier Christianity Magazine. Hello and welcome to a special edition of The Profile. I'm Sam Hills, editor of Premier Christianity. And all week, the team and I have been covering a huge breaking news story. It's been given various names, outpouring, blessing, even revival. But the facts are as follows. On February 8th, a handful of students at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky, stayed behind after their regular chapel service to pray and to confess their sins. Within hours, more and more students on campus were flocking to the chapel inside what's known as the Hughes Building. And what followed was 24-7, non-stop, prayer, worship and repentance. Unplanned, not prepared, it just happened. And what began as a handful of university students has since grown and grown and grown. There have been reports of salvations, healing and a tangible sense of the presence of God which students say is drawing the crowds. And 16 days later, it's still going on. It's been called the Asprey Revival. Premier's North American correspondent Kathleen Durham has been on site at Asprey University for the past couple of days. And while she's been there, she's been speaking to the students at the centre of this revival. And in a few minutes, you're going to hear directly from those students, Haven, Sarah, Frederick and Rachel, about what has been going on. Here's a little sneak peek of the conversation that you'll hear later on. Well, about halfway through class, that friend texted me and said, if you can get to Hughes, because God is really moving. I mean, there's a lot of stigma around, I guess the word reliable and man-made ushered in things or all there's all kind of craziness and bedlam. But you really saw the gentleness and tenderness of the spirit. Yeah. And um, I'll testify to the day I die. Like that was not man-made. That was a hundred percent Jesus. And I'll never, I don't have any doubt. That was a little snippet of the round table discussion with the Asprey university students. You'll hear that round table discussion in full shortly, but first Kathleen caught up with Jennifer McChord. She's the vice president of enrollment and marketing at Asprey university. In the next few minutes, you'll hear Jennifer setting the scene and giving the context for what has been taking place. And then later on, you'll hear from the students direct. But for now, this is Jennifer McChord speaking to Premier's Kathleen Durham. And Jennifer begins by talking about how this revival has been longed for and prayed for for many years. My daughter is actually here. She's a freshman. And she and a couple of other of her friends 
have really been feeling, been led to pray for revival for many, many months, actually probably over a couple of years um, as they started in this college-seeking journey. They just really felt an impression to pray for revival for just anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. We've heard story after story after story of our Asbury alums, people in the community, people all over the world, not even connected to Asbury that have been praying for revival for decades. Wow. And it's been humbling to see. Now, is this a revival? Time will tell, right? We don't really know, you know, what is the definition of revival? Is it a out? So that's why we shifted to the words outpouring. Because when you're in Hughes, the peace and the overflowing love and joy and calmness and presence of the, the of Holy Spirit of Jesus is so evident that it's an out, it feels like an outpouring just when your cup is so full mm-hmm. that it just pours out right yeah um and that is that is kind of why we've kind of it is why we've shifted the message from revival to that outpouring message because revival does take time to kind of see what is what are the fruits of this outpouring what happens after what happens now and as as that spreads what happens and that's where somebody back in history can say oh yes that was a revival right um so on february 8th i got a text from my daughter at 12:05 p.m. so we have a regularly scheduled chapel that starts that is from 10 o'clock in the morning to 1050 every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And students are that is part of their agreement when they come here as a student that they attend these chapels. And they have so many that they have to go to a year uh, semester. And so every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 to 1050 is the chapel service with different chapel speakers that come in from the outside or inside of Asbury. It can be a student, it may be a professor, or it might be a different speaker that we brought in from the outside. That particular Wednesday, uh, there was nothing extraordinary about that morning. It was an outside speaker that came in, and he he is an amazing speaker. He's an amazing person, but it wasn't. It was still an ordinary chapel, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Our gospel choir was leading worship, and it was just an incredible worship. It concluded at ten fifty officially, and students left for class, but the. But they had done a um, call to the altar at the very end of the chapel service for anybody that wanted extra prayer or additional prayer or just wanted to, maybe they hadn't accepted Jesus and they wanted to talk to somebody about it. Asbury students do not necessarily have to be Christians to be on this campus to be a student here. They just understand, they have to understand what our statement of faith is and what we believe. And in order to be a student, they, they have to agree that they will attend chapel and they will abide by those community guidelines and that they understand what our statement of faith is. Um, so we, we're always shepherding people to Christ, even in our own community, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Yes. And so that particular Wednesday... Um, the minister that was that was speaking that day just kind of invited people up for extra prayer or to accept Jesus. And so very small groups of students stayed after, and the worship, the gospel choir continued to worship, silent, kind of quietly in the background, not overly loud, but just continued to play 
while these students prayed with with Zach, who was speaking, and with their other groups. So, so students just started coming around them. And that continued. And people missed their friends in classes, and they came, some of them would come back to the chapel and say, there's still music going on. Oh, wait, people are still in there. Oh, I want prayer. So it started exponentially increasing. Mm-hmm. Then students were so excited about what was happening because people were coming to Christ and people were repenting and they were getting free of junk. They were getting free of sin and shame and, you know, anxiety and depression and just very quietly, just very quietly. And there was something special happening right there with that small group. So a couple of students would leave and in the in the basement of our chapel, we have classrooms. And so there were classes going on, and there were certain students that were running down those halls, just opening the doors to class for classes going on and saying, you all, I think revival's starting upstairs. And wow. so students, I just have, I have chills as, that, as I say that, but students started kind of coming out of their classrooms really just one by one. It wasn't a massive onslaught into the chapel. But my daughter excused herself from her class (laughs) and went to check out what was happening. And I have the sweetest picture that she went into the balcony just to see what was happening. And it was maybe 30 students at 12.05. There were a couple of different small groups, a couple of people at the altar. And that's when she said, you need to come check this out. Revival is happening. Wow. And so by the time I got there, about 1.30, the students had had grown substantially. There were probably 100 to 200 students in there. The gospel choir had uh, the all of the AZ had been turned off. So there was no there were no mics. There were no no screens, nothing. And the gospel choir had just kind of stepped down to come down to the level of where the students were. They came off of the stage mm-hmm. and they were just playing guitars. Somebody was at the piano and they were just singing with their voices. Nothing was planned. And they just would go. They didn't even know what song they were going to sing next. Somebody would just hit a chord on the piano mm-hmm. or they would start a song and everybody would just join in. And from that little small group on that Wednesday, February 8th, it grew and grew and grew to where by that evening, by, by about three o'clock, we were all texting our family in, in Lexington or at home here in Wilmore saying, something's happening. You all have got to get down here. My husband dropped everything and came down. Um, we canceled all of our meetings. That my, my team actually had a huge team meeting that we had put together and were ready to do some planning. We had a two-hour meeting scheduled, and I canceled it and said, forget the meeting. You all come over here. And so our whole team was in there worshiping together. They all called their spouses. Some left to go get their children from school and brought them back. And it just became this incredible um, night and day, day. Um, and that, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that really drew in for the next couple of days of the Asbury community, students, faculty, staff, um, and families just worshiping together, uh, really praying over each other. We had we had faculty and staff praying for students, and we had students praying for faculty and staff. Yeah. And one of the sweetest pictures I have seen is from 
I don't remember which night because it all runs together. I believe it was the first Friday night where we had more community members in the audience. It had really, um, it had really grown, but it was still a very localized thing. There were um, lots of community members from Wellmore and Jessamyn County, a lot of Lexington people, um, but many of our students, a lot of our faculty and staff. And it was in a very late Friday night, and there was a picture of our president in the balcony with about 10 students surrounding him, and they're all on their knees around our president, praying for our president. Wow. Just radical humility is, is throughout the whole thing. And the interesting thing about it is the way it started was so organic, so authentic, that it couldn't be denied. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a powerful, well-known celebrity speaker up on the stage, yeah. you know, rallying people. It wasn't an emotional response. Mm-hmm. It was a true work of Christ working in these students personally and moving them to action and having the right people there that were supposed to be there at that moment shepherding those students and helping them pray through um, what they were feeling and what they were repenting from and what they were um, discovering, maybe for the first time or rediscovering the love of Christ. Yeah. And then that just swelled. Yeah. And the other piece of it that has been very special has been because it started that way, we've kept it that way. The screens haven't been down. Mm -hmm. There's been no program. We truly don't know what the worship band is going to play. They sometimes don't know. Some Now it's gotten 14 days into it. They've gotten, okay, we can do this, this, and this. But they will shift it on the fly. They did last night, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The worship bands yeah. will shift because somebody will say, hey, we feel more, we feel like we need to really do these songs, so it needs to be us. And, and there, it's, it's, it's so radically full of humility and compassion and joy and peace it, it's i've never experienced something like this especially for so long yeah and what um, the other piece of it is because how it started and how it's continued is it has been truly a faceless nameless type of worship mm-hmm. so there it isn't someone that's super well known coming up on the podium and doing a huge motivational speech or motivational sermon that moves people to action. It is truly worshiping Jesus and allowing him to work through the space and giving that worship time as long as 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 long as is needed. Yeah. In order to, you know, to do whatever he wants to do in there. Mm-hmm. Um but where we are now, you know, we've seen people from all over the world. Personally, I've had I've had people from Finland in in my office and been able to talk to them and tell them about it had people from Russia, um, the Ukraine, um, Alaska, Hawaii, uh, just as far away as you can, and tons of countries. And from what we can track, exactly, (laughs) exactly, uh, from what we can track, we think we have, it's probably more, but we can track that we've had over 160 colleges and universities represented Mm -hmm. in the country here. And those are just people that signed a whiteboard, just yeah, you know, outside that just said, you know, University of Kentucky or, you know, Indiana Wesleyan or whatever the university was. So um, we don't have any idea how many people have been in these doors. Uh, 
It's been a privilege to have them here. It's been a privilege for people to be in there and experience it and to, you know, maybe for the first time to truly touch the hem of Jesus's garment, you know, either for just a touch or for hours upon end, right? Yeah. Um, But what we've seen so much is because there's been so much happening inside that building, it is escaping and it's time for it to escape. And it's time for the the torchbearers, the people who have gotten that fire inside that building to be able to go back into their communities, back into their homes and their workplaces and their schools and just be truly ember bearers yeah. of that and be able to spread that fire. Um, you know, and we just we truly pray that the people that just didn't get to get here before we had to make some shifts that through the social media, through the news outlets, through the videos they see, or the testimonies they hear once students can, or once people can kind of get their thoughts together and share them in a, in a format, that they will be, that they will see Jesus and then mm-hmm. they can meet him. And Jesus lives in all of us. Yeah. You know, the Holy Spirit is everywhere and it's in your Bible. Yeah. And it, it is not confined to Hughes Auditorium or Wilmore, Kentucky. And people don't have to come here to find Jesus. All people have to do is get into their Bible and start really digging deep into their own heart and they'll find him. And it is through repentance and walking through those types of things. And if, if they don't know how to do it, they're there are local pastors all throughout the communities. You know, if it doesn't work for the church they're in right now or that they know, there are people that can absolutely help them walk that, walk through that um, and walk with them. But that's the exciting part is that God wants to do something really cool. Yes. And he is moving and it is he is not he is moving at every single one of our lives every single day, every moment of the day. And all we have to do is have an open heart for him. What would you say to people? I mean, as you know, there's been lots of opinions about what's been going on. What would you say to people who've been critical or perhaps believe Mm -hmm. this has all been fabricated or Um, there are there there are those opinions. And it is, you know, it at first it was the thing of just come and see. Mm. And they did in droves, which was great. (laughs) Um, But I think I would have to say you got to know Jesus. You got to you got to come and see about Jesus. And come and see doesn't mean come to Hughes. It means come to Jesus and see that He is real. Taste from from Him and see that it's good. And when you get to know Jesus, and when you get to know who He is, and how much He loves you, and how much He knows every single hair on your head. And he knows everything you've done, and he knows everything you're going to do, and he still went to the cross for you because of that. He, he, he bears all of our sins, even though he knows what we've done and what we're going to do. And there is forgiveness, and there is freedom from shame, and freedom from anxiety, and freedom, freedom from all the things the world just brings on, and that they don't have to come here. They just... they. To meet Jesus, He's in your Bible, and I would I would say read read John, the book of John. That would be the place I would start if somebody's saying where do I where do I start? Yeah. New Testament, then start in John, yeah. and absolutely you will meet Jesus there. 
What do you hope the impact is of this for Asbury long term? Well, short term and long term. Yeah. Because there's going to be, yeah, next week is going to be a very different week. Exactly. And it is already different. You know, our students are different. Our faculty and staff are different. We've always had a community full of um, amazing people that love the Lord, that love each other, that this has been, uh, this is truly a place of community and people that look out for each other and build each other up. But what I've seen in the last two weeks is a community that has pulled together in a way that I can never, it has been an honor to be able to work side by side with people taking trash out at two o'clock in the morning, right? And just just really jumping in to help. And I do believe in the short term, what we see already, but what we'll see moving forward in the short term and long term is um, healed relationships an impact on our community from a compassion standpoint, from a humility standpoint, from a, you know what, it doesn't matter about your title or who you are or what you do. It is, you are a person and you have value. And that's always been here, but I think it's going to heighten even more that it will be a a more tight-knit community of people who look out for each other Mm. and will work together. You know, nothing brings somebody together. It, you know, yeah. In a situation like this, it can either bring people together, or it can tear them apart. We are not a church. We don't. We don't hold church services here. Yeah. We are a university, and our mission is to educate students, mm-hmm. <laughs> undergraduate students, and graduate students, and non-traditional online bachelor students, and that is our mission. And that our mission is to teach them. And to allow them to learn who Jesus is through that and to have that biblical worldview and to be able to leave these doors, leave this campus, leave with a degree and be well-educated and be able to stand on their own two feet with biblical backgrounds to know how to how to do their work with a Christian worldview. That's our mission. And so when you have 20,000 people show up, everybody jumps in yeah and um you know people have done things we've we've had our vice presidents out cleaning up trash and setting up barricades and you know and and um you know trying to make sure everybody's safe and organizing the parking and uh we've had our coaches organizing parking on saturday we had almost our entire athletic coaching staff out directing traffic wow um parking people and you know just on a whim got called and was here and they were here all day i mean not only just all day they were here from six in the morning until about midnight or later um, making sure that that on their feet outside in the cold, like, making sure these people had their parking place in Wilmore. So just people jumping in, um, jumping in to serve, jumping in to pray for people, jumping in to help do whatever, go get food, um, go get water, go get toilet paper and paper towels. And um, it has truly been, a, we couldn't have, could not have done it if this was not a community that looked out for other people. And so to be able to have um, people just jumping in to serve has been a blessing to work shoulder to shoulder with with people across campus that we may not work with on a normal basis. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've taken so much of your time. I want to close with just two personal questions. Yes, yes. And I'm so grateful that oh. you took this time to sit with Whoa, me. Absolutely. I've had a ton that you No, it's okay. This um, has been delightful, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Yes. Um, so what, what has been perhaps one of your greatest challenges throughout all of this, but also then what has been one of your sweetest moments mm-hmm. throughout all this personally? Yeah, I think the greatest challenge has been, uh, from an administration standpoint, of really making sure that we hold this loosely and that we come with it with we know this is special and we know that this is ever there's so many people that would love this to happen in their community to experience it for 10 minutes and to be able to hold this loosely and and to recognize that this has been something really special and that we have a responsibility to steward it well mm-hmm. and not to that's why we turned off live stream. We had no live stream running for until we had to this past Sunday or Saturday, whenever we started it, about 13 days in. Now, there was a lot of live stream available out there that people will see, um, even though we asked repeatedly <laughs> for people not, not to live stream inside of Hughes, because it's such a pure space and people are having radical transformations and they're meeting Jesus, some of them for the first time. And that's not something necessarily to capture a camera for the world to see. Um, however, um, it allowed other people who weren't here to see it. So I, I get it. <laughs> but but we did turn the li- our live stream on on Sunday for a couple hours a day. And it has been a blessing to so many. Yeah. But it is from, an, from I think, from our entire faculty and staff. And how do we hold this loosely? And what do we how do we keep it so pure so that we don't have celebrity you know, influence, and we don't do yeah. those types of things. We have had an abundance of celebrities show up. Oh, I know. That have wanted to speak, or they just wanted to be a part. For many of them, we didn't even know they were here until they left. And they honored That's great. The, the place. They honored what was happening. Um, a couple of them were here for two or three days in the balcony, all, like, all the time. We didn't even know, like, kind of knew once they started posting on their social media that they were so respectful and and they were holding it loosely as well and we are so grateful for that they were so grateful for that uh and everyone has understood you know as people have asked if they could speak we have really prayed about every single decision and really tried to keep it as student-focused and student-led as possible because that is what it's all about, is this generation. And I really think God's doing something super special in this generation. Gen Z is the largest generation now, where baby boomers have been the largest for decades. Now Gen Z is the largest. And so I think, I mean, this is this is Jennifer theology. This is not, you know, anything out there, but... I just believe God's wanting to do something really special with them. Yeah. And the focus on them and allowing them to authentically worship and authentically experience Jesus and not need the fog machines and the lights and the mm-hmm. lyrics and the, you know, the big the bigness of it to really be able to focus for an extended period of time and just worship and learn the truth of what Jesus says about them and to receive it. And that's been really that, I think, has been the most special part of this, is to see these students, including my daughter. Yes. You know, really, um, really go deeper in their faith and really understand who Jesus is at a deeper level. And to be able to take that and be confident in their faith 
and be able to pray for others and be those ember bearers in the community. Mm. And we're already starting to see our students that have been in this in this go out to other churches, go out to other places in their community, go back to their homes. And they're seeing radical transformation in just the conversations they're having as they're just going about their daily life. And that's really what it's about. That's how Jesus moves in big ways. That's incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. What a blessing. You're welcome. I'm so glad to get to do it. Oh, my gosh. And thank you for all you're doing to make this possible. I know it's been a huge sacrifice. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But but worth it. I mean, absolutely. We would would do it again. Um, But, but, uh, you know, it's been really interesting. Life stream from the beginning. That's right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe maybe that would be, yes, the thing to do. Um, But it's it's just... um, it's it's been a blessing. It's really been a blessing to be able to to get to experience this. You're listening to Premier Christian Radio's special coverage of the Asbury Revival. I'm Sam Hales, editor of Premier Christianity magazine. Head over to premierchristianity.com right now for full coverage of this revival. We have reports and stories from a range of Christian leaders including UK-based leaders who have travelled to Asbury and have been writing for us about their experiences. Here on Premier Christian Radio, you're about to hear testimonies from the students themselves, so don't go anywhere. That is coming up right after this. Too many of us are living in a bubble and not hearing both sides of the world's important stories. It's time for a more rounded perspective. Balanced. Relevant. Discover fresh biblical perspectives as we bring you wide-ranging stories that impact the church, wherever you live, however you worship. Discover the go-to source for Christian news. Subscribe now at premierchristianity.com. Now only £5 for three months. The Profile with Premier Christianity magazine. Welcome back to The Profile here on Premier Christian Radio. I'm Sam Hales. This week's show is a little bit different. For the last two weeks, the team here at Premier have been working round the clock to provide you with up-to-date coverage of what is going on at the Asbury Revival in Kentucky. What began with a handful of students has mushroomed into a worldwide phenomenon with thousands of people descending on the small town of Wilmore to meet with God and experience an atmosphere which has been described as life-changing. At the centre of this revival are the students on campus. Premier's North American correspondent Kathleen Durham has had a chance to sit down with four of these students this week to find out what has been happening. You don't want to miss this. Here is their conversation. I'm here with a group of students that have been like incredibly generous to spend this time with me and just sort of share their experiences. Um, so if y'all could just go around and give your names and what, what year you are and what you're studying. I'm Haven and I'm a sophomore and I'm a Christian ministries major and a Bible theology major. I'm Sarah. I'm a freshman and I'm a biochemistry major. I'm Friedrich. Uh, I'm a sophomore and I'm a finance major. I'm Rachel. Um, I'm a junior, and I'm a worship arts major and intercultural studies major. Oh, I love the diversity at this table. It's amazing. Okay, so first and foremost, you guys are students. You came out here to study, and obviously to be in a Christian environment. So 
What has this been like as a student to go through all of this? I guess it's definitely been difficult just trying to figure out if we're supposed to balance school and what was going on or if we were supposed to just focus on school or just focus on what was going on or, you know, like just trying to figure out how we were supposed to balance it. I know I'm exhausted. You were probably exhausted before that, too, as a student. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm already at a full load. So then when, when it happened, I was like, I was so excited, but at the same time, like, I just got into a place where I think I can catch up on my work. And bow on, like, not, I don't know, it's weird because for me, my my area that I spend so much time studying is not anywhere kind of sort of related to revival. And so, and that, like, I'm a biochem major because that's what I feel like God called me to. And so it was weird. It was weird balancing the two, like, I feel like I should be worshiping and part of revival and like experiencing that. But also I was called to do this. So that was just, yeah. Yeah. So just like to touch on what she was saying, that's a great point. Um, The finance department and like the business department at Asbury, I've noticed is super integrated with God and, and the marketplace. And so a lot of my teachers have just been like, if you're called to go, then go. And so one of my the first, like the Thursday after, like when it started, one of my professors, Professor Rob Lim, uh, he's kind of kind of half one of the leaders um, in the revival, I guess, if you could call a leader or a steward, I guess I would say. But like, you know, we prayed in class, we worshiped in class, like he's been talking to us with it, how it applies to the world markets and how we can go and um, and do God's work, kingdom work in the financial markets and all these kind of corrupt systems in our world. And so it's been really awesome to see, like, how God's moving, but then how it also integrates with my major and what God's come. And fascinating. Yeah. I've heard a couple of different, like, like experiences with professors, some being super lenient and some being like, nope, you still have to be here. And was it, well, how about in, well, biochem? It was, it's weird because, like, my professors were super encouraging. They were, they were like, go to the revival if you need to go. I know a girl that she was in the middle of, we were in the middle of biology and she was like, actually, I really feel like I need to go right now. And so our professor was like, yeah, go 100%. But it, um, it doesn't mean that they've slowed down the pace. Okay. And so they kept teaching, but they were also super encouraging to like yeah. go and participate. So, And you guys are in the midst of midterms, right? Yeah. <laughs> How has that been? Well, now, like... All the teachers, well, at least for me, moved back a lot of my assignments just because at first, you know, like they were like, they didn't cancel classes in, in the Christian ministry department because they were like, well, we see how this could be like a helpful thing to be in class and like discussing this. But they moved all like the assignments back. And so now all of the assignments are due like all at once. And so then it's like, oh, well now, you know, it was good that they moved it back because a lot of the Christian ministry department and worship arts and stuff were like pretty involved in like worship and prayer and stuff. And so like, it was good that it all got moved back. But now, you know, it's still all, all still has to get done. So um, what have been your experiences through just personal experiences and this sort of outpouring? Let's go from like the first day. Like I wasn't there Wednesday. So I'd like to hear like all your guys' story on like just because I've heard and I know Thursday was similar, like pretty much the same. But like the heaviness of the spirit and like 
the tangible, like it was insane on that Thursday. So I'd love to hear it like that Wednesday when the spirit really, I mean, he's always with us, but when he really descended in that and he is. Yeah, I was there on Wednesday after chapel and normally how it goes is we have like two songs before the sermon and then we have a sermon and then we have one song and normally the sermon goes over. And so what normally has to happen is like you'll start playing one song and then they'll like dismiss everybody because people have 11 o'clock and it ends at 1050 and then they'll like finish the song at the end. So like some of us will like stay for the last song just to like finish it out and like be done or whatever. But we like finish the song and then we like didn't nobody left and then we like played another song and nobody left and then we like played another song and people started like you know meeting up and then like going down to the altar and then it was like 11 30 and everybody was still there and they like did they did a doxology at yeah, like 11 30 it was so mad and it was like they were like did all these songs and then it was the doxology we were like wow this is so beautiful like this is a great way to end but like we're not supposed to end and so then we all just like s- kept staying there and then they just kept playing more songs and that's yeah so and then like i went to go sit down and pray and then yeah was there for a while i have an 11 a.m i have calculus and <laughs> calc- so i can't i can't exactly miss it so i was like okay chapel's over like i'm gonna go ahead and go to class and what's funny is that i passed I patched one of my good friends and she was sitting and she was just like, you know, she, it, she didn't seem like she had any intention of leaving anytime soon. And we like kind of smiled at each other. And then I went to class. Well, about halfway through class, that friend texted me and said, if you can get to huge because God is really moving. And then I think in another like group chat, somebody else totally not related texted and said, Hey, something's happening in Hughes. And so two of my friends and I were like, well, we'll stop and then we'll, we'll go to lunch and then we'll just keep going with our day. Well, then we like walked in and, and there's just something, there's just something about like the timing and use like the time. It was, it was, it was crazy. Cause we walked in and it was like, okay, we'll be here for 10 minutes. And then we just didn't leave. <laughs> that night, like we stayed, did it didn't go to class we skipped lunch that day and it was just i don't know it was beautiful the like the the peace and the joy that i felt walking in was just like totally overwhelming so yeah were you there on wednesday too yeah so i i didn't think about this until like maybe a week after the revival but one of my friends like at the end of the or at at the end of the chapel service, because I have an 11 a.m. too, so I was like, okay, I'll just, like, hang out until I, I, like, absolutely need to leave. And I remember she came up and just, like, stood next to me and, like, hugged me and stuff. And I don't know where her chapel seat is, so not near mine. And I, I didn't think about that until later, but I'm like, that was out of the ordinary, because usually people just sort of stay in their seats, sing, and then when the last song's done, leave. Yeah. Um, so then I, I go to my 11 o'clock, I, I go to lunch, and then I go to the music building for music theory and um w- one of the guys in my class is like hey have you heard there's still a hughes i'm like what and he's like yeah like there's still in hughes and i'm like oh my gosh because i'm like you know i've heard about the like as we read bibles and stuff and it's just i don't know i just got really excited so we all go into class and then our prof um we like told her that people were still in hughes and there was a 
short revival in 2006 and she'd been a part of that and so she's like well if you all feel like you need to go like I'm not going to stop you and so most of the class just like got up and was like well I'm coming to camp so we're all like we're just I don't know it was so I loved it we we all like got in there ran in there and then there were just like little pockets of people um praying and um, my, my all-time favorite, I, I was in there for so long that day, but, like, my, my, one of my favorite memories from that was George, don't know his last name, but he was one of the guys who sang in the gospel choir, but he had his acoustic guitar, we started singing, I, he, he started singing, you gave me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, that at least, so, and there was like maybe 50 to 75 was students just like at the front, just like moving our feet, clapping, and dancing. It was like the most joyful worship, I guess, that I've ever been a part of. And it was so special because I was looking around and like, these are my, this is my family. Like this is my, my family worshiping with each other. And it was so intimate and so beautiful. And we were just like, just big smiles on our faces. And I was just like, so I always look back on that one. That was special. There's not many times in my life when I just couldn't keep a smile off my face. And just, especially when it was just as recent, but even as it got more and more people, it, it still stuck with me. Like, just seeing everybody in there and how how pure the um, moment was, it just brought a smile. Like, I could keep a smile off my face. Like, And um, so my story, like, I wasn't there on Wednesday um, because I have work. So I get back from work at probably, like, 6 or 7 in the evening. And I hear, like, they're, like I guess people were still on Hughes that day, but it's getting to, like, 8, 9, 10 o'clock or whatever. I eat, do my homework, all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm like, well, it's over now. I'm not going to go. And so I fall asleep. Well, I was going to, actually, that's not true. I was going to go, but then I fell asleep. That's what happened. And then I got up in the morning, and I was like, I felt really bad for not going. Like, I felt, and I told my, my prof, which is Prof Lim, like I told you in my finance class, my 8 a.m., I said, you know, I felt really bad for not going. I feel like I met, because... Everyone was like, come tell their testimony about what happened. I was like, dang, I missed it. I feel really bad. I'm jealous of you guys. Well, anyway, you know, we have a devotional every morning in that class. And when we first get in, he's like, boys, um, there's some things you just can't describe in words. And he gets out a guitar. It's like the first time I've ever done this in like 17 or 18 years of formal education or whatever. And we just start singing like, it's just us six guys of Prophet Rob on the the guitar. (laughs) Like we're stuff. We're bad singers. We're such bad singers, but you know, start singing like as the spirit was moving over the waters. Hello. And like that was a pretty special moment. Like I always remember that. And um, and then so after that class, uh, our nine thirty professor comes in and she's like, "Guys, I just heard about what's happening. You guys are free to go. Like we'll make this up. Whatever. Well, we go to chapel and like, you know. So this is my first time, and it's like, it's like nothing I ever experienced. Like I think someone described it." Uh, on Tuesday night, like it was like like pulling you in. It was like a rushing water pulling you in. But when you were in, it was like a calm stream. It was, and it was like and it was restful too. Like you would think, like I felt bad being away from it. Like you were just drawn to it. And when yeah. you're in it, it's so peaceful and restful. Yeah. And and uh, and the spirit was really heavy for sure. Um, in in such a good way though. And then you know worshiped all day that day. And you get up at I went got up at like seven in the morning and people are still in there like. <laughs> all night all day and all night yeah i think there was just like just like going off of that like there definitely was like an overwhelming feeling of like peace and love and joy but then like it wasn't just in hughes like there was that feeling in hughes on wednesday but like people like people were telling about these things where you're like singing in other classes and people just like 
felt this peace just outside people who hadn't even been in Hughes wow. or just like experiencing just like just like it just felt yeah, yeah. yeah. and so that was what was really good well, I was talking to my mom so yeah I was like mom this is happening right now <laughs> this is crazy I've got stuff but I also don't really care that I have to do stuff since I want to be in Hughes yeah. um, and I was like I was walking through my door and I was like it just feels still like campus feels still which is not how it often feels with a whole bunch of super busy college students but parents yeah 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 it was and another thing like i wear a fort out too like on my hall like this kid wrote on all our doors he took a piece of paper and taped outside all our doors like jesus loves friedrich jesus loves christian jesus loves uh seth like all these so and then in the bathrooms like there was papers on each stall that said god heals god restores god revives god you know god loves you i mean just like seeing my like like callmates that I've been on for such a long time really become true brothers yeah. in that moment through what happened. And even as a campus wide, like if you just go out there now, like I said earlier today, like the vibes are immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll say y'all are all still very nice. <laughs> no, like it's just, I feel like yeah. our community, our Asbury, it becomes such much, so much more of a family. Yeah. yeah. Even with the kids that maybe aren't as into it or aren't believers or, you know, or maybe, you know, a little bit adverse to it or whatever. There's just such a, the community feel of yeah. Asbury is so much stronger than I ever remember. So that's pretty cool. This may be branching off into something different, but one thing that I struggled with over it all was just like, you know, I, I, on that first day on Wednesday, I was there from like 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. And I had a piece of pizza and I wasn't drinking a lot. <laughs> that's like, so I was hungry thirsty and then I was so tired and 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 then I was just like seeing all I don't know it I poured out a lot especially over that first weekend so then by the time Monday came there's a vast vibe change because a lot of people were coming in and we got national coverage on Tuesday but I just I so I was I was exhausted from the coming over the weekend monday i i skipped lunch because i hang in hughes and i immediately went and was working on a recording project with my friend and i was just as we were recording i was just like thinking through everything and just like i knew that the campus as a whole was sort of getting scared because so many people were coming and then i got scared and because i was exhausted and hadn't eaten a lot and um I I just was thinking, you know, what happens if, what happens if the world comes? What happens if the leadership, like, I don't know, like, if they don't have the wisdom and the strength to handle this, which is, like, silly because I knew God was in control, but, and then even, Edric, what you said about, like, Asbury felt like a, it feels like a family and community so stronger. I I got scared on Monday because I'm like, what happens if that all goes away once this is done? Because I'm like, I I didn't want to feel alone again. I, I wanted to still be have that closeness and feel like I was a part of family. And I just, I had a panic attack. And so it's just like, you know, those things don't go away. So it was in, it was interesting to just sort of navigate, like, you know, I feel called to Hughesview and called to service. So peaceful when I'm in there, but I also have schoolwork and trying to rest. And then I was just like, Jesus, I don't, I don't know what's happening, yeah. and I'm and I'm overwhelmed and I'm scared and I don't, I don't, and I I don't want this family. Mm-hmm. 
to leave because it's so peaceful and it's so sweet. I don't want it to stop. And um, I think it's definitely been a journey through it all, just really wrestling with that. But I can also say that, like, I've never, like, felt the presence of God more. Mm-hmm. I've never felt more than Jesus was with me um, forever. And it just makes me want to press into him more and press into the community here more and just like, yeah, I love my family here. I love the family that he's placed me here. Let's do with me. I think there definitely was like a tension between like the first three days or whatever where like we were like overwhelmingly filled with love and like we were poured into and then like then like after those three days it was like we were being called to like give equally back what we what was given to us and it was like a struggle because we were like oh we know this is our call to like we've like received and now we need to like go love but we didn't really realize what that scale was going to be you know like it was like i've given you like an abundance of love and now i need you to try and figure out in in your limited capacity of being a human like how do you like replicate what I've like given to you. How do you do? That? Yeah, but yeah, that's the first time I've heard of put in that way that you've been given, you should have been blessed with this abundance, and then immediately called and pour it out. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's a really beautiful way to put it, but it's also really challenging, I imagine. And just going back to that sense of you know the intimacy that's fostered, yeah, um, in the campus to have that immediately sort of challenged. What has that been like to, to have like literally the whole world come to your campus? Um, well, I know that, that my my guy friends have started walking the girls back to our dorm. It's good. Like basically every night since, since they <laughs> that, uh, which has been fun. It, it's been cool. Cause again, it's another way. It's another way to see how mm-hmm. much closer we've all, like become yeah. um so that's been cool i i mean it definitely this is kind of silly but i i enjoy running and it's like a good processing a good like way for me to step away from everything and to just go and do something that's kind of mindless and it was really difficult because there were people literally lining up oh yeah well more and i couldn't run yeah. <laughs> and send cars everywhere yeah, cars everywhere and it was just yeah so um but honestly, what honestly, the people coming didn't really bother me. Like I think I was more excited for them to get a taste of what we had experienced. I got up Saturday this past Saturday to go, and that was the first time that the line was wrapped around. You see back behind the cafeteria, and I remember like walking outside, seeing the line, and just being like, "Lord, was this what it was like when you were here on Earth, and like the masses were coming to you?" Like for all sorts of reasons, and but he didn't turn any of them away. He just like allowed them to come to him. I was just like, Jesus, is this what you is? Is this what this is like? Like this is kind of cool and kind of weird, but okay. <laughs> so, I think I think at first uh, in a lot of my classes, like as we were kind of debriefing, we talked about how like there were people that were coming that like needed healing, like in Jesus's ministry, like people that needed healing, like people that were just curious. Like there were like the Pharisees and then there were like people who were like blatantly trying to like stop what was happening. And I think we definitely like saw that shift where like it shifted from like just, you know, this one group of people to like having 
all of this. And, and that was difficult because, you know, you have people with different expressions, different interests in coming. And um, but then I guess like kind of how I I dealt with that is I kind of looked to how like in Jesus's ministry, his attention was focused toward the ones who needed healing. And I think but I don't think that was like actually his audience. So like, I think our community needed a lot of healing and we were like asking for it. Like we're the person like, like pulling at his garments, like we need healing and like, we believe like see us. Um, but like that story was told to the religious leader, the religious leaders. And yes, like that person received healing, but the audience for that story were the people who like thought that they were like above it or didn't believe or thought they already understood the law or like, you know, like those people who like look at this and they're like, well, why did you stop and look at that person? And so I think like that's kind of how I've been looking at it as like we asked and we were we were like ready to receive and we received. But maybe the story wasn't like it wasn't actually for us. Like it was actually meant for the people that are watching and seeing the story and are like skeptical or are curious or are like oh I need healing too if that can happen there I can you know so I feel like I feel like at first I was like no like this was for us and and I think really we received but really we were the ones who were being asked to serve more in in this kind of outpouring I think it would be easy to feel like wait we just got this thing yeah you're taking it away from us but that's an incredible perspective um so what would you say to people um, in the outside world who just have a hard time wrapping their head around it or really just don't believe it could happen or that it did happen, whatever the spectrum that you would. I don't, I really don't think it's something you can wrap your head around. <laughs> you know, his ways are so much different than ours. And one thing I've really seen is like, God's really showed me. And I think a lot of people is how his ways are a lot of times opposite of the world's ways. So like one thing that was said was like, you know, the world drinks to forget, we drink to remember, right? Or, you know, the world the world shows off its good actions and hides its bad actions, and we hide our good actions and confess our bad actions to one another, right? And, you know, to see all these pastors and worship leaders, famous people come in and sit down for my classmates, you know, teenagers and young college students, um, all these people with theology degrees and all this stuff sit down and, and be prayed over and ha- listen to the testimonies of college students. I think that's a testimony to show, you know, God uses a lot of times um, his, you know, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And like, you know, he, sh- he, a lot of times uses, you know, he not maybe the most famous preacher, the most famous worship band, but Asbury kids. Right. And so, <laughs> and so I think, yeah. So I think, like I said, it's not something you can wrap your head around because his ways are so different than our ways. I think it's just something you have to, hold your hands open to and, and, you know, asking you shall receive. So what are your, what are your hopes for how this continues to impact Asbury? I think I would like to see Asbury. Um, so I'm, I'm from Florida, which is like, actually I know for a fact that my home is like 690 something miles away. <laughs> I had not that I've, not that I've checked. I've <laughs> <laughs> checked. Um, and it's really difficult because it can be difficult sometimes because a lot of the kids come from Kentucky and they come from an hour away or they are from here or, you know, their connections and they already have friends and yada, yada, yada. But one thing that I would really like to see Asbury become is like more, more inclusive, more inclusive, more outgoing to people, um, to be willing to get outside of 
our shell and say, okay, like how can we be the hands and feet of Jesus? You know? Two people coming like to who? To like each other or like to people in, in the community or any yeah, I think I think in every aspect. I think to each other, I think, you know, supporting supporting each other, mm-hmm. reaching out to the, like the community and then taking that with us for the rest of a little more bubble that we had to yeah. think pop yeah I it was so cool because I was leading last week and I remember being up there and I was just like I feel like I just need to pray over these people and I started speak and I was like I I, I want to speak Jesus over these people and then that was one of the songs that we had to sing so I sang that one and I, I remember singing that song and like looking out on them and it was the first time I'm just like I haven't had any I don't know. It was just like pure compassion. I felt like I was seeing people for the first time like the way Jesus would. Like I didn't have any judgment at all. I'm just like I'm like I I'm worried over their spiritual and emotional safety right now. And I just wanted I just like raised my hand. I just wanted to speak Jesus over them and just like protect them because I'm like they're so vulnerable and this and like these people are either lost or just need healing or something like that. And it was it was pretty powerful and I've just been asking the Lord since then because like I want to see people more like that I'm like Mm -hmm. it was yeah it was really freeing and I and I that's that's how he sees them and I want to see see them like that too I guess I kind of think about like whenever people call it the Wesleyan quadrilateral about like experience and how experience experience like we can't we can't be dependent on other people's experiences but experiences are not meant to like define our faith but to like point us back to scripture and i feel like even just like like seeing how many people were coming i understand the feeding of the five thousand a lot way more like i understand like the concept of love like a lot more and like things like that where now that i'm like looking back at all these like scriptures i'm like oh i like understand that a lot more because because of this experience like and and so i i guess i hope that we we don't discount this like extraordinary kind of experience that we've had but we don't like rely on it solely but that we go back to our like our ordinary lives and like plug this experience back in into like a hunger to continue to like grow deeper in our relationships with god and in scripture in like an ordinary way now i guess that's what i that's what i hope for and i guess it just for me it's like it's just like trusting god a lot more because i feel like immediately into like the first few days i was already thinking about after i was like well yeah, what's gonna happen like we we all we all are like what's gonna happen next and i think it's i think just hearing everybody talking about how much they want it to continue to grow after and just like in our individual walks it makes me more confident that we're actually gonna see like growth and change because everybody's like so nervous for this to like go away um yeah and i guess i guess just even thinking about like people are like oh uh, at Wednesday, I yeah, saw videos that were like the last three minutes of chapel that like led up to the room. Oh, yeah. And like these are the three minutes that, and like it wasn't. Like, yes, we had like an outpouring in, in on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, you know, like of the Holy Spirit, but it wasn't like a moment in time where like God was like, okay, now you're going to feel that I'm here. And it, it was like a buildup also. Like, well, yeah. And, and not even that, the, 
the Collegian Day of Prayer yeah. today. Yeah. It was scheduled to happen yeah, a year ago. Ye- year ago. A year ago. A year ago. I heard two years ago. Like, like a long time ago. A lot of yeah. And, and mm-hmm. so it's not even just been yeah. like, it wasn't just like a, a moment that it, yeah. yeah, it's been. And like even the days before, like in my class on Tuesday, we were looking at Acts 4. And then here at a ministry that we do on campus, we were looking at Acts 4 like that night before. And so, like, I guess it just, I'm like, I, I have to keep reminding myself to like trust God because it wasn't like a momentary thing. And he's been working on us all semester and all year for years and years. And it's like, he has this all intricate like plan. And so I'm like, if he was able to like move then and like was able to like be in charge of it when there were like 10 people there and yeah. was in charge of it when there were like 20,000 people there, yeah. like, you know, as long as like, he's just going to continue to. Just touching on what she said about the last three minutes saying, um, Zach, who is the guy who who preached, um, he'll tell you himself like it was a bad message. It was, it was not a good. <laughs> it was okay. I honestly yeah. thought. I mean, I I thought he did a better job the week before, and I'm like, yeah, I I I kind of like yeah. Uh, and he'll tell you that. I mean, he he was nervous going up to. We're like, it's not gonna. Be yeah, bad. and so like it just shows you, like we hired our treasurer in clay jars. It's like, it's just God. Like, it's not like he ushered in or said anything special or the worship team just sung amazing that day or the songs were just right i mean you know we've sung all different types of songs from old hymns to modern music i mean you know just singing holy holy is the lord god almighty for 30 minutes i mean it doesn't matter it really is it really is like and i think god almost uses that just to show us you know yeah it's you know when i this is me this is not like yeah, that's emotional nice. event. This isn't, you know, hype music. This isn't drums. This isn't the beat, you know, getting us emotionalized, yeah. right? This isn't lights. This isn't, you know, it's just gone. I, I mean, it was mostly just the crowd singing. I mean, yeah. you know, but back to what you said about like how you would want it to affect Asbury. Like, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, Asbury's motto is kind of um, start here, change the world. That's kind of like what they say all the time. So I would kind of the perspective I'd like to take into it in my personal life and everybody else is like start here like the Holy Spirit is moving here but the goal is to change the world right and only through the Holy Spirit like radical humility it's not what we do because God cares about our campuses more than he does God care more than we do God cares about our generation more than we do we just have to yield to him um and and it'll be done but but like I said yeah so that's what I would kind of paraphrase it as a start here and change the world I think that's where there was there was definitely tension too because when like all the people from outside were coming in because they were leaving and they got to go back to their communities but like this is our community and so we were trying to figure out like how are we supposed to like we feel this need to like and we see like a change in our community to strengthen it so that we are like better going out but like we also have all these people here that we're like we're trying to serve them but like we also feel called to like strengthen our own community and figure out what that means. There was a lot of spiritual warfare going on. Yes. Like the devil was, like hated what God was doing and hated what was happening in views. And you could feel the darkness trying to push back um, with people that they were brought in there, all this kind of stuff. But our leadership, I really do believe, was called to God for such a time as this because like they did such a fantastic job of not leading what God did, but stewarding what God was yes. doing. And... Um, and, and so this week, I've really noticed it's really back to that, what it was. And I think that's really special. And I think it's a testimony to what God's doing to show how hard the devil worked. But, you know, God's always working harder in the unseen realm as well. Um, 
So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think, and I think that yeah. brought a lot of you know fear and stuff. But like I said, I think God definitely, um, you know, we're not you know slaves to fear. We're children of God. Yeah, I mean, it's even just amazing, just like how easily we forget. And I think that's one thing that's like been been brought to my mind because I've gone from like being really like you know excited and like hopeful and like I know God's it and like I know the truth, but then I slip into these places that I get tight i'm more vulnerable to believing the lies i'm just like oh my gosh like i don't know i'm scared of nervous i don't know what's gonna happen but then i'm just like well rachel like you you knew like if like even a few hours ago like god's in control which should like you forget that's really good that is really good because i think you know, she was obviously struggling with fear. Some, and I really didn't struggle with that fear. But what I struggled with is probably my bias, I guess you could say, which is pride mm-hmm. more. So, like, I would go in there. So it's kind of the same story, just different elements or different vices. But, like, I would go in there. Mm-hmm. I'd be humbled by the Lord. I'd love it. And I'd go. And that's what the longevity of it was kind of cool because I'd go out. I'd get prideful again. Mm-hmm. I'd repent, come back. I'd go out and just, you know— my professor, he quote, he said in his speaking, you know, he's seen spiritual maturity that takes 10, 20 years mm-hmm. happen to students in one, two days. Yeah. And so literally it's like practice. Like I go out, I get prideful, I come back and I'm just slowly getting better and better. And the Lord's teaching me and not I, but the Lord, you know, he, he's teaching me, you know, these kind of things. And it's been really cool mm-hmm. to be able to experience that. And I think us as variants all have experienced that, like, since it's gone so long, yeah. like confronting our sin god changing us going back to the lord and and um over and 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 over again today yeah well it was just crazy like when you're like in a place of like trusting god like fully and you're like he's in control of this he's doing all of these amazing things and then like immediately you're hit with just like so much back like trying to get you to like yeah not believe that it's just like it's a weird thing for it to be so strong here and so strong on the other side, like right at the same time, because it's like we've we've tasted and seen, like we've tasted of the sweetness. So like we very much like well know yeah. that like God is in control. Like it, there's no shadow. I, nobody in there was like doubtful that God, like God could do anything. Yeah, but it's still like such a strong like pulling away. Yeah, and you're like, and you're like, how in the world can I hold these two so close at the same time, back and forth, so fast? When like I know what's what's so sweet and what's not, and it's like, it was just like back and forth so quick, and I'm like, so interesting how, but there's experience it all right there. There's a lasting like it's a testing and it's a trial, but there's lasting fruit, and it's like, you know, it's good to be tested, and you know, it brings perseverance and all that. I don't know that exactly, yeah. but you know what I'm yeah. Yeah. And like, um, but yeah, yeah, the Holy Spirit's for sure mm-hmm. allowing us to be tested, but also always providing a way of escape and all that kind of stuff. So it's really cool. And I guess back to your question of like people who are like seeing this and like don't know if they can believe it. I guess like the biggest thing that I've heard, because I talked to a bunch of my professors like, like day two or three in because I was like, all right, this is kind of shifting a little bit. There's a lot more people here. Like, is this really a thing? And he was like, okay, like, but look at like the fruit, look at the, uh, look at the fruits of the spirit. Like they're called the fruits of the spirit. And so like, you tell me if you're seeing those and like, I mean, you just did, you saw love and joy and peace and patience and generosity and like, and it, it was just all present there. And so I guess 
Like that's, that's how I've, like I've experienced it and I've felt it. So like, I know for a fact, like it, it it's real and it, and it happened. But for someone outside who like, isn't ever going to get that experience that I got, like from the outside, you can still see like the fruits being exampled. So like, you know, I, that's what I would say to like people who don't know. And there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of stigma around, I guess the word reliable and you man-made ushered in things or if, all, there's all kind of craziness and bedlam, but you really saw the gentleness and tenderness of the spirit. Yeah. And um, I'll testify to the day I die. Like that was not man-made. That was a hundred percent Jesus. And I'll never, I don't have any doubt. I feel like a lot of times my doubts would hit and I'd be hit harder. Like when I was not there. And then when I get back, I'm just like, why was I nervous? What would you say to young people, like, in the UK or anywhere else in the world? What would you say to them in terms of what you experienced and, like, what they could even hope for if they don't have an Asbury outpouring? I would say, like, one quote that I heard that was really good. This is the good life. Like, this is the way we're made. Like, we're made to worship and he inhabits our praises. And, like, you know, in a world where so many things are pulling at your attention and ways of life of, you know, being ultra wealthy and successful or being ultra this or that or traveling all, all, all these different lifestyles pulling you across and saying, this is the truth. This is the way, you know, he is the way and he is the truth of the life. And, and this is the good life. And, um, and to get to worship him and praise him, that's just such an honor and such a privilege. So that's all I would say. It's just seek him because he's worth it and he's worthy. Yeah. I'd definitely tell them like, like we definitely experience like a taste of like what heaven is. And a lot of us are talking about like we're finite creatures. And so we were like, we wanted to stay, but like we needed to eat, we needed to sleep, we needed to do all these things. And we were like, well, in heaven, like, like we're together worshiping, like we're made to worship and we're like made to worship together. And so like, we're just going to be able to like be there and be able to just do that 24 seven all the time. And that's crazy. But I guess like, I guess really, I would just tell them like, ask and you will receive, which I feel like for me before this experience was like something I was like, okay, cool. But like, I'm not going to ask because I don't want to be disappointed or I'm not going to ask because I can like figure it out on my own. Like I'm strong enough to figure it out. But, and, and also that doesn't mean like you're going to, you're going to get what you want, but like it's, you're going to get what you need. And so like, like, I guess ask and receive is kind of the biggest thing that I think I took out of this that other people can like apply to their lives too. What helps me and I hope can help them too is like remembering that the source of all that happened here, the the source of all that happened at Asbury lives inside of them if they know Jesus. Um, and that they're never going to miss out. They're never like, they have so much power that's residing inside of them and he wants to be known and he has a name. Um, so just them knowing that they can they can be bold they can they are never alone because they have jesus inside of them and jesus wants them and he wants to use them he's in them he has a place for them if you have jesus you have everything okay this is very quick final question (laughs) we are um one of the things i love about premiere is they don't do an article without putting a prayer at the bottom and encouraging people to pray about whatever they've written about. So what can we be praying about for, for you guys, for Asbury, for them revival? I think for me, probably that I, I don't forget and get caught up in 
the same cycle of thoughts and like activities, like the same the same mundane day by day activities without like like I want this to be a transformation for not only me but for everybody else. And um, and I think it's really I think that's really scary, especially in modern day when you can so easily forget about everything. You can turn on your phone and just forget. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So for a true transformation, for it to not just be a mountaintop, but like for it to continue. And so we would quickly respond. Like I think we were filled and then we were like sent. And even if we don't necessarily know what like that sending is, we have been sent. And so that we would be able to recognize what that is and quickly respond. I don't know. I keep thinking of rest because I know at times I got relief frantic because I'm like I want to be here but I feel called here and here and here and and the Lord is just sort of like I didn't call you to like to like live in in a place of frantic I called you to live in a place of rest and and so that that helped me knowing that like once I left Hughes that I'm like whether I'm like in the music building working on my homework or whether I'm in my apartment hanging out with my roommates or whatever like I'm like it's it's going to be okay but also like that that's like right where god wants me to be so i don't like have to be in a certain location i have i don't have to be doing certain things i could be just doing very ordinary things but if that's where god has called me then it's okay and so just like functioning and living out of that rest that he gives it's just a really peaceful place to be at so yeah i think um there was a really good, just t- t- touching on that rest, there was a really good message that Zach had. I don't know if you saw it the other night about Sabbath rest and like, yeah, about how like Jesus has done it all and he's done all the work and we don't have to strive and do all these kind of things and bend over backwards and all these kind of things that we tell ourselves we have to do. Um, and that really our lives are pretty much made whole and accomplished and everything else is a bonus. I mean, in my opinion, um, and then also I would pray for, uh, oh, and, and like, I feel as a Christian culture, like we get, a li- we feel like we're in the deep end and over our head and we have to do all these things to contend with how the world's changing or all this kind of stuff. But it's like, you know, God knows what's up. He knows what's going on. He cares about this generation more than we ever can. And he's fighting in the, you know, unseen and everything he does surpasses what the enemy does. And, you know, he has preeminence, all that kind of stuff, but also, um, for me personally, probably, and I'm sure a lot of other people on campus, like radical humility, just like, you know, and everything, you know, it's easy when all this stuff's going on on the media and news and stuff to kind of say, look at me, look at me. I was here. I was at Asbury or, you know, all this kind of stuff on social media and stuff. But it's like, you know, it was all God and just, and I think that pridefulness that I struggle with myself takes a lot away from you and brings a lot of despair and radical humility is you know, to be in a place where your hands are open and it's just, you know, gratitude and ge- radical generosity and all this kind of stuff is like, that's where you want to be at. And that's, that's the good life and the joyful life and stuff. So yeah, just radical generosity. And amazing. Uh, so I had one more thought just when you, yeah. you were saying that, but don't stop talking about what God has done in your life and don't stop talking about what he's teaching you, what he's showing you, who he is. Because that's going to be a way that we can remember is if we keep sharing these stories, keep talking about it. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Profile Podcast today. It's been a really special edition of the show. We really hope you've enjoyed it and been blessed by it. We'll be back same time, same place next week with another great conversation for you. But just before we go, if you could do us a massive favor and give us a rating and a review wherever you found this podcast episode, we would really appreciate it. And if there has been a blessing, why not share this episode with a friend? Send them a text, a WhatsApp, share it on social media so more people can be encouraged by all that is going on at Asbury University. I've been Sam Howes bringing you The Profile today. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Profile in association with Premier Christianity magazine.